Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday, everybody. Hour three underway. Hour three means Tiger Woods tees off in about eight minutes at the Genesis round three. In a uh, in kind of a swing of events, Tiger bogeyed three times, I think, in his last four holes yesterday to put himself kind of well within the cut line to very narrowly making the cut line at plus one. He when the when his round ended, he was outside of the cut line, so he needed some help. He got in the afternoon some. Some higher rounds than I thought maybe we're going to go out there. But anyways, to the Western Hotline now is T to Green co-host Jeff Medes. He's also a PGA pro here in our Western New York community. Jeff, it's great to hear from you, my friend. T to Green, one week away. I can, I, I, it's just palpable, the, uh, the excitement in the air here at WGR. Well, it's great to hear from you, Nate and Corey. A couple T to Green veterans. Uh-huh. So you guys know uh, it must be golf season if we're, uh, we're for talking T to Green. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's already off to a great start. Everything seems exciting. Tiger makes the cut. Either way, we get to watch Tiger. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, the golf season seems to be uh, right around the corner. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to get on the radio and talk about it for the next 34 weeks. Yeah. I, and and yeah. I know that like like maybe more common fans or, or maybe like maybe more novice fans maybe view the Masters as like the true start to the golf season. I really look at the Genesis as the start of it because it's the first like real big tournament. I know the Phoenix Open people might look at that too. Maybe that's right. It's this week. It's the Phoenix Open and then the Genesis that really, to me, sort of kick off the golf season and the California run. And now we head down to Florida in the next couple of weeks and we go through the players and the Arnold Palmer. And like we've got some really good golf right before the Masters. But I think a lot of people just kind of like view the start of the season as the Masters. And like this is the best time of the golf year for me. See, I think it's once the NFL stops. So yes. I, think, like, I agree with you. So, like, uh, Hawaii's fun. And the fall season, no one really pays attention because NFL's on. And then we got Hawaii. Then we got Pebble Beach, and that's like a celebrity kind of a fun event. And then we got this week. We got Genesis. We got Tiger. We got Justin. We got Rory. We got everybody playing. And we in Western New York feel like uh, spring is a couple weeks away. So golf season has started. NFL's over. Golf season started. That's why the Tita Green radio show's starting. 
And um, I think we all feel it. Uh, we've seen some sunshine, and we're excited about golf, and we're excited to watch Tiger today, even though he's he's way back and he looks like he's hurting a little bit. He does, but I, you know, I, when you hear Tiger kind of talk about these tournaments, and I was pleasantly surprised to hear him that he was going to participate in the Genesis because a he hosts the tournament and b I wasn't really expecting to see him maybe until the Masters. Um, so this was sort of a pleasant surprise for me, even though. It is pretty obvious he's sort of laboring through some things with that foot and with that leg. What he's been talking about in the last couple of weeks and really probably the last couple of months is like, man, the swing speed is there. I mean, the distances are there. So even it sort of feels like even though maybe he's dealing with some pain in that foot, in that leg, the game is still there. And if he could put some things together, I mean, he could still play very competitive golf, Jeff. He is playing very competitive golf. He's 47 years old. This is his first tournament uh, that's not a major in I don't know how many months or years. Um, he's struggling with plantar fasciitis. Um, and I, from what I understand, that's something he's going to be dealing with like forever. Um, and if you've ever had it, it's horrible. And the more, you, more time you spend on your feet throughout the day, the more pain, the more weakness you feel. And that's just something he's going to have to fight through. But he's like he's leading, he's leading in, he's not leading, but he's one of the top players in driving distance. He still can hit all the shots. He's, he's, um, he's, he's an insane competitor and he's, uh, he's someone we, uh, how, 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 how is uh, the, well, what's the word I'm looking for, Nate? Help me out. The ratings have been this week because Tiger's right. playing. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and he still draws numbers. He's still, Everybody who's a golfer wants to emulate Tiger because he's such a grinder, such a competitor, such a such a, all he's about is W's. And uh, I think something like this will help him get ready for the Masters. I, I think we might see him one more time between now and the Masters, just so he can train his body to compete for seventy-two holes. But we never know. Tiger Tiger's a different animal, and he's a. Uh, He's better than anybody we've ever seen. Yeah, I'd love to see him play at, at, at Bay Hill in the Arnold Palmer. We'll we'll see if that happens. But like I mean, that, he's that to only me, won there like how many times? Right, yeah. right. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I, I think I think I'd like to see that happen if if at all possible. But really, yeah. you're right about the Tiger effect in these major or in these in these golf events and the ratings that that go that coincide with that. But man, mm-hmm. talk about the the PGA. You know, obviously everything has been made about Live Golf and and some of the changes it's forced the PGA to sort of go through. But the one thing that like I looked at when. When I saw maybe was a Tuesday, Wednesday when they put the pairings out and they are rolling out Rory, JT and Tiger. I mean, that is that is sports entertainment at its finest. No. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. And, you know, live was a big deal last year and they did poach some of the best players in the game and they have their their little deal there. But I don't think the PGA Tour is any weaker. I think part of the excitement is we see some of the younger names. Mitchell played with um, with uh, Josh last week. But watch a guy like that play. All these younger players, there's such a proliferation of great talent on the PGA Tour that if Liv takes some of the great rookies and takes some of the best players, there's there's somebody's next man up. There's going to be somebody else who's super interesting, super great, has a super good story, and is going to play great on the PGA Tour. Look at Scotty Scheffler. Look at everything right. that's gone on in golf. I don't know that. And in some ways, I think Live Tour has made the PGA Tour better because they had to compete. And um, I think, you know, I think we're all still excited to watch golf every day. 
every Sunday, whether these guys are playing on the live tour or not. And I don't think anybody's excited to watch any live tour event. No, not particularly. Um, no. But, I, but I will say too, when, when you kind of think about <clears throat> when I've been watching and you're, you're totally right about, about especially like the emergence of Scotty Scheffler and I, Jeff, have you had a chance to watch full swing yet on, on Netflix? I have not, but it is on my schedule for tomorrow morning early, just as watch many as episodes as I can. I got yeah, through two and a half. Heard, everybody's told me it's great. I've gotten uh, through two and a half. The first episode, I mean, is it just sucks right in. Plus, it's you really get the JT and Jordan Spieth, which I think are two guys right now that are some of the most likable names um, in golf, and you really get to see the inside scoop on that. And then you, you phase in, in in episode two, which is, I think, really where the drama of the series starts because you're seeing the Brooks Kepka and Scotty Scheffler like sort of one guy falls to another guy rising. And then in the third episode, I started watching. You know what? I'm, I'm on my couch. I'm, I'm watching the third episode. I'm getting a little tired. I, I could tell I'm not making it through the whole episode. And then who do I hear? Kevin Sylvester. <laughs> wow, it's like you lost a bet. Yeah, right, you know what? It's funny. I got, I get the feeling you guys might be talking about that next week. Um, you know, um, one of the cool things about having this radio show for, I think it's almost 20 years, is I met guys like you and Corey, and, and I get to do it with Kevin Sylvester, who's you know following the tour every yeah. week and traveling around, and Brian Koziel, who's the utmost professional and follows golf with a passion and I've been in golf industry for 30 years and love teaching and love playing and and just and when you hear something like that it makes it fun and that's the stuff that like right now that's the stuff that gets you excited yeah. for this season right Nate you're probably excited about playing golf oh right my now. god yeah 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 you're getting ready hey sunshine and we're getting ready to play some golf this year we're watching Tiger at the Genesis we're watching Rory we're watching John Rahm we're watching Scotty Scheffler we're watching the best players in the world, and um, and yeah, now it's a time uh, when if you're a golfer, you're motivated to get better. Yeah, and you know, like obviously in the area with the domes, you know, going down during the big storm, I, I think everyone's maybe a little extra starved for golf this year, you know. And and obviously <laughs> there there are other places in Western New York where you can get your swing tuned up, but there's just something about this area and having two domes and being able to go and and hit and see your golf ball fly a little bit. And I think people. You know, and and maybe this area too is in, in terms of starving for really good golf. Like, obviously, we're getting the opportunity in a couple of weeks here. I mean, May make will will come around quicker than you think to have a major event here in Rochester, in Western New York. I mean, obviously, a really exciting time um, for golfers in this area. How excited are you for the upcoming major here at, at Oak Hill? And like, you know, I, I got an opportunity to get out there and play last year. I mean, what an unbelievable facility, unbelievable golf course. Um, the work that they've done to to turn that into what I think might be one of the hardest majors, especially from a PGA uh, championship perspective, in, in quite a long time. It's going to be a doozy there at Oak Hill. You know, as a, as a person who's passionate about golf, PGA professional, played Oak Hill dozens and dozens of times, including in tournaments and, 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 and to be there for many major championships and everything that's happened there. It feels like, it feels like part of the Western New York community that we, we, we embrace Oak Hill. We embrace everything that happens at Oak Hill. And as a, I think my, my role is going to be to run the, the driving range during that week and watch the best players in the world hit and practice and warm up and get ready with their coaches and everything else. And then to have, that you know hopefully we have some great weather uh, you're right it is one of the greatest facilities in the world and to have that in our backyard and um yeah it's hard to explain how excited you do get for something like that and it's in spring 
You know, in spring is when right. you gain <laughs> hopes eternal in the spring, right? We're we're all <laughs> we're all excited about our games in the spring, and we're going to watch Tiger and Rory and Scotty and whoever, and the guys from the Live Tour will be there. Yep, and um, you know, and hey, the guys that still rank, and it's going to be. It's going to be a great event, and um, you know and that's that's what's part of the fun, as you know, Nate, because you produced and the like. Part of the fun of the radio show is we go from everywhere from like Bobblewink to Oak Hill, yeah, throughout the summer, right? And and you get to see golf in Western New York, and and what makes golf fun for everybody, and to have a major in our backyard uh, every once in a while, and to be a part of it as a PGA professional and run functions there is is super super exciting yeah yeah we're very excited yes so uh right now on the screen uh tiger woods is teeing off and it's really cool because in the background the number one i think he's teeing off at 10 here but where yeah, they're teeing and I'm where watching. they're where they're teeing off jeff like you see other you're seeing rory watch tiger tee off you're seeing other players like it's not just appointment television for us it's also appointment television for some of the best players in the world getting to watch Tiger. And I think for a long time, all of us maybe took for granted how good and how dominant he was. I, I can tell you now, like if you're, especially if you're a real avid watcher of golf, no one's taking for granted any time Tiger Woods is on the screen. I think, I think we're all sort of, we, we really take advantage of the moment of getting to him watch and play because, you know, it, just, it feels like we just don't know how many more of these we're going to get. It's true. He's 47 years old. Um, you know, as an instructor and someone who's passionate about learning about the best players and how to make people better players, and to watch a, a 47-year-old tiger on one leg fight through something like this, yeah, you want to watch it every every time. I think we're going to see Tiger on the on the Champions Tour, and he he might be dominant because it's also 54 holes, so it's a, it's a shorter a shorter event, and he can maybe walk. But it, it's um, you know. I'm 54 years old. I've seen a lot of really good golfers. No one sniffed Tiger. And uh, every chance I get to watch Tiger play, uh, I've watched a lot of golf. I still sit in front of the TV and stare in amazement at Tiger. Yeah, me too, man. And, you know, it's funny because I, I was actually talking about this with a couple of buddies at the bar. And I, I know they were talking about this on the morning show yesterday. Wait, you Are, were at a bar? No, I know. It's, yeah, it sounds, sounds kind of crazy, doesn't it? doesn't sound yeah, like me. Yeah. Um, no. And you know what we were doing is, like, we were talking about all of the players that, like, how likable that this – like group of players that are at the top of their game right now. You talk about Scotty Scheffler, obviously Justin Thomas, who won a second major last year. Spieth, who's sort of chasing the greatness that he sort of attained early in his career. John Rahm. John Rahm, right, who, you know, arguably right now is playing better golf than anybody in the world. And who's been on tee to green. Who's been on tee to green. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, like, you go – and, I'm, I mean, I'm missing out on so many of the other – like, Xander Shifley's right. other – like, there's just so many good players. Do you believe that maybe now because of Liv that golf yeah. is maybe – the only thing maybe we're missing is maybe the villain or maybe like a real true rivalry because right now, you know, like to me, I, I think of Patrick Reed in this. There were a lot, like what, two and a half million eyes on the DP World Tour three weeks ago when, when Rory hits that, you know, 20-footer for birdie on 18 to beat Patrick Reed. Like, I don't know that too many people are watching a DP World Tour event anywhere anytime but like i think that just goes to show you that maybe the sport really does sort of need a true villain a rivalry and i'm interested in what maybe what you have to say about that so i i agree i i love i kind of embrace the rivalry between the uh, the new tour and the pga yeah. tour 
But what I believe is there's such less competition on live that those players aren't developing, aren't getting better. Sure. The players on the tour, there's a million young bucks coming up. Everybody, like, there's such a proliferation of talent, of top quality athletes trying to play the PGA Tour just to make their name. And I think that kind of competition that's still part of the core of the PGA Tour as opposed to guaranteed purses makes it way more competitive and way more exciting to watch. And I think the players on the live are going to, in my opinion, that fades away over time because there's less competition. You know, just Dustin, Dustin Johnson's a great player. Brooks Cap is a great player. Yep. But if you're getting paid a hundred million bucks to do whatever, what, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what you shoot that, uh, the motivation, the quality of play, the, uh, the uh, everything you need to be a great player, I think, starts to diminish. I think we all compete at that level, or they all compete, to be the greatest player in the world. And if you're on the live tour, you're not trying to be the greatest player in the world. Does That's that right. make sense? No, it totally does. And I, I think when you get a chance to sit down and really watch, like, I, it, this sounds, it, it sounds dramatic, but when you watch Brooks and you watch his the confidence in a player as good as Brooks Koepka, who there might not have been a more, outside of Tiger Woods, a more dominant two-year run. I mean, he won four majors in two years, Jeff. And oh, this I was, was a huge fan. Me <laughs> too. man crush on Brooks. Me too. And, like, you <laughs> literally will see, like, the despair and the existential crisis that he is sort of going through with his game. And I know that... I was maybe most frustrated about Brooks leaving the PGA Tour for Live Golf. And then I watched him on full swing, Jeff, and I almost found myself saying, it makes a little bit more sense now because of how much he was doubting his game. and went through a lot of injuries over the last two years. And now you're hearing reports a day ago that he's maybe having a little bit of buyer's remorse and is considering a move back to the PGA Tour. Now, that, that'll that be an interesting story in itself if that truly is what you know is he's potentially pondering and if the PGA will even let him back. I'm sure they will. But that could be maybe one of the bigger stories of golf maybe heading into midseason or late season this year because this is a player that at in, in the top of his game, again, was maybe as dominant as anyone we've seen outside of Tiger Woods. And, and here's, and this is just, my thought on it. I, I agree with you completely, but I think it's it, it's going to end up being a tour for younger guys to go. Like you come out of college, you're the top dog in college. You can get some guaranteed money in a three-year contract. You make enough to support and buoy your PGA career. But if you really are a golfer, don't you want that U.S. Open? Don't right. you want that PGA? Don't you want to win at Riviera? Don't you want and to win at Torrey Pines? Jeff, Don't the thing is, win at the rail? when yeah. you listen to Brooks, like, and I'm really excited. I'm gonna, I want you to text me after you watch Full Swing because the the competition, the he's got trophy cases at his house with a missing spot for the for you know for from Augusta, right. right? And and he's sitting in his you know eight thousand square foot mansion on a swing in his home, and I'm thinking. This guy, all he, you can tell he oozes competition. He cares so much about his legacy, about winning. It's why, just again, some of these guys, the moves, I agree. The college guys who could buoy themselves in making you know, 50, 60, 70 million in the first three years of their career. Listen, that makes a lot of sense to me. But guys like Joaquin Neiman, who wins in Riviera last year and then moves on. Cam Smith, like these guys who have maybe the best years of their golf career ahead of them. 
it just that was always the thing that bothered me is it wasn't Harold Varner leaving and and like I'm I'm a Harold Varner fan but he was very upfront and, and and honest one of the very few guys upfront and honest saying like guys this is generational money it's gonna change my life and my family's life forever I was like hey all, I respect that all the power to you man but it was the the way that Brooks did it that rubbed me the wrong way the way that like you know these guys kind of played coy and like oh no we're not going and then you know Cam Smith I can't answer these questions and then all of a sudden the next day you know they're signing a contract and leaving the PGA Tour I don't know just to it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, but to your point, like maybe we look at this two or three years down the line and maybe we see some of these, these great players who really yearn for that level of competition come back. And I, I think if Brooks does it, Jeff, if he really does, and, and, and a lot of these stories about him having buyer's remorse and maybe wanting to come back, how the PGA approaches him and whether, I mean, I think they'd let him back. And if they did, what that might do to others who will say, well, if Brooks did it, I'm feeling the same way. Maybe it's time for me to do it too. I'm just, I think the floodgates and the conversation around golf will change if one of those guys, especially someone as high profile as Brooks comes back or wants to come back. And I don't disagree. And I think, I mean, if you're a player, if you're a golfer, it like, and maybe this is American centric because we watch CBS golf, NBC, whatever. Right, but right. Um, we, what we see, we don't see that live tour and the live tour with shorts and, you know, yeah, teens right, yeah. and none of that makes none of that's what we're used to as golfers. And as golfers, when you compete, Hey, I'm trying to be the best golfer I can. Why? Because I want to call, I want to win my club championship. I want to win my flight. I want to win, you know, the, I want to win the district. I want to win the States. I want to go to the national. Like those mm-hmm. are the, those are the things you think of as a golfer and that motivates you to get better. If I'm getting four million to show up and I'm living on a yacht, it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, you know. And I've already got forty million. It's hard yeah. to imagine that that's uh, golf is your priority in life. And, and one of the joys of golf is that it's a priority and it's something you engage in and it's something you're trying to get better at every day. And it's something that's fun and it's something that yeah, it's that's what makes golf cool, I guess, right? It does. It does, Jeff. Buddy, I appreciate you. Thanks for spending some time with me on your Saturday. Uh, I am actually I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, T Degree being back. It's kind of the official, for me anyway, start of the golf season. So I'm looking forward to it, my friend. Thanks for joining me. And uh, good luck in the upcoming season. I'm sure you and I will be speaking again soon. Oh, yeah, we'll be talking. And, and uh, Corey, good to, see, good to hear from you guys and great to be on the radio again. Awesome. We'll, we'll, uh, looking forward to the golf season. Thanks, appreciate Jeff. you, man. Love you. Right. Jeff, meet us there on our West Her Hotline. Corey, um, I know you don't you don't play golf, do you? Badly. Uh, well, rarely do I have the time to, so I generally do not. Um, you know, maybe some life changes. Maybe you will. M- maybe might be. Might find some time. I uh, live with bitterness in my heart. I don't know if you know this. Ah. I don't know if you've heard the station over the past twenty years, but my course of choice was always Harris Hill out in uh, Cheektowaga, Depew, the Metroplex. Okay. Um, that is now uh, sim- uh, simply a, a lot of patio homes. Uh, sure. It was a uh, and it was a little par three, uh, but it was the People's Golf Course. Yeah, sure. Right? It was the just people's. like something something a kid the in People's high... Republic of Harris Hill. That's yes. right. Uh, that's exactly correct. <laughs> um, so it was something a guy who was working and you know as best as he could, but like was going through college and also working part time. I could afford the golf there. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, it's fine. Great, let's do it. And I'm bad at golf, so it's the perfect golf course for me because it's a bad golf course. But like that felt like home to me, and I. Man, I I rarely play like really good golf courses. Sure. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the skill set. 
So that might maybe that's something I get into instead of buying a Mazda Miata. Maybe I Ooh. buy a set of golf clubs. We'll see how it goes. Listen, I would tell you that if you feel like you have to buy a Mazda Miata convertible, I think you should do it. Clubs are probably less expensive. Clubs are probably less. I mean, slightly. Um, but honestly, yeah, clubs are pretty expensive. I mean, I, I've spent a lot of money on my clubs. Mm. I, you know, it's funny. I, I was playing some indoor golf yesterday uh, with some buddies, and it's one of those things for me where. In Western New York, my perfect example, right? It was 50, 50 degrees, mm-hmm. 54 degrees on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, some of the local private courses put a temporary pin in the middle of the fairway and said, have at it, gentlemen, go out, go out there. <laughs> and my buddy, who, you know, texted me, hey, like, I'm going out, you want to come meet me? I'm like, eh, I'm not that desperate yet. I will be soon, for sure. Don't get me wrong. I will be very desperate very soon. But I'm not right now. I get two emotional states when it gets time when it gets this time of year. The spring, when you start to feel spring coming a little bit, and I know it's freezing outside, but it won't be for long. Like we're in this period of above average temperatures that's really bringing that feeling on. And the sun's out for the first for like we've seen the sun like four or five times since Thanksgiving. So um, those are starting to stack up. It is baseball. I start to really feel baseball. Like I really want to get out to the ballpark oh, and watch yeah. a game or something like that. And it's the driving range. It's like I'm just gonna. Go get a bucket up and see what I can do with it. Um, I have always never applied thought to my golf swing at all. It's just like hit the ball and see what happens. Yeah, right. The last time I went to a driving range, which might be a year and a half ago, I stopped myself and I was like, I'm just going to watch like the most basic swing dynamic Some videos. I'm just going to like yeah. think about what I'm supposed to do. Uh-huh. And even just idea. the m- smallest applied thought to it, like I was like, oh, this is how it's supposed to work. Ooh, oh, wow, uh-huh. that, that ball went a lot further than I normally hit. It's uh-huh. like you start to understand how all of that's, it works together. That's where you start to like kind of get the bug for golf is when you're starting to watch videos, you're starting to self-assess. To do like, something well. Yeah, because everybody, if you have a little bit of competitive spirit in you, like that's the thing about golf that makes it so unique. Like Jeff talked about, it, it is... Golf has become cool. It was not really cool for a long time. It was oh, kind no. of for the rich. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know? Buddy, got news for you. I mean, it still is. But <laughs> it's become more accessible to people than maybe ever. Like, you know, here in Western New York, we got the first tee program where, you know, you're getting kids involved early and, you know, they're giving you access to, you know, used clubs. But, hey, here's some clubs. Go out and learn how to play. Go, yeah. go take some lessons. And mm-hmm. there's more affordable lessons nowadays. You don't need a tutor. You know, you can go out and, you know, Jeff does lessons. And it's just... It's it's always it's golf has been I've kind of come full circle on it because I never really played when I was younger because I was always playing other sports. Right, I was always playing football. I was always playing baseball. And it's and a huge time and, sink. It is because you probably need you and, and I've noticed this and found this out as an adult. Like golf requires you to play and practice even as an adult way more than other sports. Yes, like way more because when you get to a point you're playing competitively, maybe not even competitively, but you're competitive against yourself becomes. You're in competition with yourself, and I think it's the coolest part about golf, and Tiger just hit a beautiful birdie on number 10, a.k.a. number one, gets himself back to even. I could be on PGH World Radio. I should be. I should talk to Kevin Kevin Sylvester, see if he can get me on there. I'd, I'd be pretty good. Just, just, I just would have to follow Tiger the whole time, but I digress. We're going to take a timeout. Connor sure. Rogers, NBC Sports. He was on with uh, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog yesterday. We're going to bring him to you. Coming up next, you're listening to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even 
podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.